Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, hello everyone and welcome in to the Beers and Ears podcast. This episode is going to be huge. This episode is going to be monumental. Dare I even say this episode is going to be epic. Now, that might not be true for everyone, therefore it's not quite universal, but I promise you that today's episode is going to take you on an adventure and you might just erupt with excitement like a volcano in perhaps a bay. All right. A little corny. I get it. Hey, everyone. Welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. This is Casey and I am flying solo again today. Matt is out of town, but we can't ignore the giant elephant or in this case, giant plumber or dragon or monster in the room. If you have been paying attention to the theme park news over the course of the last seven days, then you know that in fact, Universal Orlando uh, made huge waves um, talking about their new Epic Universe Park, which is set to open in 2025. And so I thought I would use our time today to first go over what they talked about, number one, and then number two, talk a little bit more about what the future of the Orlando theme park area is going to look like. You know, we had a great episode, I don't know, two years ago about the the future of theme parks that I kind of based off of my friend Connor's podcast. But honestly, when Epic Universe opens, Universal is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And Matt and I have talked about that several times. And so what I'm going to do today, after we go through all of the different things that uh, they talked about with Epic Universe and the kind of debuting what's going to happen, I also want to go through why you should consider Universal Studios as a true alternative, Universal Orlando as a true alternative over in Florida. Um, We kind of had an episode like this a few years ago. Um, I have written a Monday Magic article that is actually set to go out this coming uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm recording this Sunday the 4th. So if you're on my Monday Magic sign up, you're actually going to get an article with similar content. But honestly, if you're considering a trip down to Florida and you want to do something that doesn't involve a mouse, Universal Orlando is a great option for that. So let's get started with our first kind of section, which is what was announced by Universal Orlando in regards to Epic Universe. So it is referred to officially as Universal Epic Universe. And for those of us who are in the travel agent landscape, we were allowed to basically say one line, which is basically uh, five immersive worlds, one amazing theme park. Uh, And if you have a lot of um, people that you follow who are in the, the theme park industry, you probably saw that all around. But basically in 2025, Universal Epic Universe is going to change the game. Um, what they announced, and, and again, I recommend going to universalorlando.com slash epic, and you can actually see a lot of what I'm talking about here today and actually watch a pretty fully immersive seven minute kind of behind the scenes video of, of what they're planning to do. But basically they have announced, um, five worlds 
that um, this theme park is going to encompass, the first of which they are referring to as Celestial Park. Uh, lush, green world with thrills, entertainment, dining, shopping. Think of this as universal ep um, epic um, adventure or epic universe as kind of like their... Um, I guess Main Street USA would be the, the best way to put it. Uh, they're billing this with multiple rides as well as shopping. Um, the rides are going to include something called Starfall Racers, which is a roller coaster race across the cosmos. As I understand it, it's not going to have exterior lighting. Only the vehicles will be lit, which means it will look like shooting stars across this part of the park. They've also got the whirl and twirl across the stars on the Constellation Carousel. You'll be able to ride celestial lions and dragons and bears and other things uh, as the constellations themselves take physical form on this imaginative cosmic carousel. And there's also an undersea adventure in basically what they're uh, calling the Atlantic. It's uh, it's fine dining. Um, you're going to across the shimmering waters of the Neptune pool and celestial park stands Atlantic where everyone can enjoy exceptional seafood and steak while giant illuminated fish gracefully circle above you. They've also got um, several other places in Celestial Park, you know, beautiful gardens, uh, restaurants, shopping, all that stuff. But I think what is probably most exciting is that Celestial Park is the gateway to four other worlds, four other universes, if you will. You'll basically enter through portals to go into some of the most popularly or popular uh, IP that you can imagine. Uh, first um, is an extension of Harry Potter. So we all know that Harry Potter is both at Islands of Adventure and at um, Universal Studios. Universal Studios has Diagon Alley. Islands of Adventure has Hogsmeade, as, as so does uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. They're going to expand this to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Ministry of Magic from 1920s to the, the 1920s Paris to the 1990s British Ministry. You'll be able to explore international wizarding communities and the magic that connects them in the wizard, uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter and the Ministry of Magic. They haven't released too much more about what's going on in that universe itself, but that gives you an idea. That is one of the worlds. There's also the How to Train Your Dragon, uh, Isle of Burke. Now, I've never been a How to Train Your Dragon friend or a fan. Um, if you are listening, you may very well be. Your kids may very well be. But what they're saying here is take to the skies and soar with dragons as you explore the colorful Viking village at the heart of Burke. Take part in wild boar battles, feast like a Viking, and more. Uh, from what we're understanding, there might be kind of like a um, an Avatar Flight of Passage type experience with this. There's also going to be the Dark Universe. And I'm... I didn't think I would be as excited about this one as I am. Let me read this real quick. From the experiments of Dr. Victoria Frankenstein to a shadowy landscape where monsters roam, Dark Universe is a world of myth and mystery. They've taken their classic monsters, so Frankenstein's monsters, Dracula, the mummy, and they're putting them in this land. The reason why I think I'm more excited about this than I thought I would be is that for the longest time, there has been rumors that Disney was going to build 
you know, the villains park, that fifth gate at Walt Disney World that was comprised only of villains. We know that villains are really, really, really popular during like the Halloween, um, not Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and during the Halloween season or the Villains Unleashed event. I think it sounds like Universe realizes that there is some popularity here. I mean, they've even got Halloween Horror Nights, let's be honest. And I think they realize that there is a a demand for this type of experience with these type of characters. I don't necessarily think it's going to be as scary as like a Halloween Horror Nights, but I definitely think there's going to be a thrill factor involved. And it's going to definitely touch on... I honestly think this is their answer to Disney's Haunted Mansion. That, that's kind of where I'm feeling this is coming from. You know, Disney's got Haunted Mansion. It's got that horror, but kind of gothic comic tone to it. I have a feeling that this might be similar to that. So I'm I'm really excited to see where this where this continues. The fourth and final universe that was announced is already out there, but oh my, are they building on this? And that is Super Nintendo World. Um, I had an opportunity to experience Super Nintendo World when I was at Universal Studios Hollywood, which was the second iteration of this particular world, the first being built um, inside of Universal Studios Japan. So the one in Hollywood, which we did a whole recap on um, uh, last fall, has uh, one main attraction, which is the uh, Mario Kart inside Bowser's Castle. And there's like a mini game there. Um, that's all they really could fit inside of Hollywood Studios. The one in Japan actually has two attractions. There's, again, um, uh, the Mario Kart attraction inside Bowser's Castle. There's also like a, a smaller like Kitty Yoshi ride. Now, uh, Universal has not announced officially what's going into this park, but we can presume that Mario Kart um, inside Bowser's Castle will be there. Likely this Yoshi ride will be there. But what has been confirmed is something that's all new and will be exclusive to Universal Orlando Epic Universe. And it is centered around the franchise of Donkey Kong. I was astonished that Donkey Kong had absolutely no presence at Universal Studios Hollywood at all. Um, even though it is technically part of Mario and that whole universe, it is still its own separate franchise. And Nintendo treats it as its own separate franchise, right? And so um, what they're building inside Super Nintendo World is a Donkey Kong roller coaster. And it's going to be themed. If you've ever played Donkey Kong Country, you remember that one level where you're in the mines, right? And it, I think it's Minecar Madness or Minecar Escape or whatever. That's what this is going to be themed. And some uh, Universal filed some patents or trademarks or copyrights, whatever you want to call it, um, to be able to give the illusion that you're hopping over the tracks of a roller coaster. So um, it, it, if you've looked at any of the drone footage that has been shown, um, you can see this coming along. This is just super, super exciting. It's super Nintendo exciting, if you will. So... So that is Epic Universe. Um, I think one of the things that's going to be a little different for people who are familiar with Universal Studios is that this is not built uh, near um, Islands of Adventure or Universal Studios in Orlando. This is going to be a little bit further off. It's going to require a bus ride. Uh, Celestial Park is going to have a hotel built literally right at the front of it that allows you uh, exclusive access right from the hotel. But if you're coming from any of the other parks, it is going to require a bus ride, which is going to be a little bit different for people who are used to everything kind of being right there on Universal's property. This is set to open 
in 2025. So we've got a little bit of time before this happens. So let's turn our attention to what is currently at Universal Studios and why you should absolutely consider Universal Studios or Universal Orlando as your next trip to Florida versus just another Disney vacation. So I'm going to tee this up as the 10 fun things that you need to know about Universal Orlando. So we know that Florida is home to theme park giants. And of course, we all know Disney. We talk about it every day, every week on this podcast. And honestly, if you're a Disney fan talking about that other park down the street, I know it's taboo. It feels taboo. Working for the Walt Disney Company, it feels taboo. But here's the deal. That other park down the street, it's a major player in the theme park scene. And it offers a sense of thrilling adventure with some of the best intellectual property around that your kids, maybe even you probably know. Minions, Harry Potter, Jurassic World, Dr. Seuss, Marvel. Yes, that Marvel. I'll get there in a minute and more. So these are the 10 things that I think you need to know about Universal Orlando and why you should consider it as, as your next vacation. So number 10 it's not part of Disney. Um, we put this out there in the last episode we did about this, but I got to put it out there again because I still get a lot of questions. Hey, I'm going on a Disney trip. I also want to visit Harry Potter. Okay. A, it's a separate park. B, it's going to cost you a lot of money. So I put this first on the list because it is a common mistake. And a lot of my clients who are not familiar with the Orlando area, they still think that Universal Studios uh, is part of Walt Disney World. And of course, it doesn't help that Disney's Hollywood Studios and Universal Studios both have studios in the name and they sound awfully alike. You have Michael Eisner to thank for that uh, because when he got word that Universal was looking to build a Hollywood theme park down there, he rushed to build Hollywood Studios instead to take some of the wind out of their sails. Universal Orlando is about 30 minutes away or so from Walt Disney World. It encompasses right now three theme parks, Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, and Volcano Bay Water Theme Park. And like I said earlier, in 2025, it will now have its fourth gate, Universal's Epic Universe. Now, there's a disagreement in the travel agent world on this, but I honestly believe that Universal is at the moment a three to four day experience if you really want to take it all in. Once Epic Universe is built, it's going to become a week-long experience. That's just the reality. Um, others would say, oh, no, you can get it knocked out in two days. Yeah, I guess if you're rushing, yes, if you have the Express Pass, which we'll talk about, all that stuff. But honestly, if you want to take it all in, you want to treat it like a true vacation, three to four days is a great way to experience Universal um, uh, Universal Orlando. Um, I definitely don't recommend doing Universal Orlando as part of a Disney trip. And we have covered that extensively on a whole other show, so I'm not going to bother with that. I also have written about it in my Monday Magic article. So if you go to caseywoolley.com and look under the community tab, Monday Magic, Monday Magic articles, you'll find that article. It's called Avoid the Split, um, or Avoid the Combo, uh, Split Up Your Vacation. Okay, number nine. Staying on site at Universal. So here's the thing. Most of Universal's hotels and resorts are operated by Lowe's. Um, I've talked about Lowe's before on the show. We stayed at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel when we went to Hollywood back in June of 22. 
If you've never stayed at a Lowe's property, you are seriously missing out. The service, the accommodations, they're just simply extraordinary. Um, and here's the thing, just like staying on Disney property is a plus, so is staying on property at Universal Orlando. You get the extra perks like early admission, um, bus or water taxi transportation, or in some cases, like the Hard Rock Hotel, you're actually within walking distance of both Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. Now, what's better about this is that the pricing is not like completely out of this world. Um, if you stay at one of their premier hotels, which is their version of a deluxe, it's typically going to run 60 to 70% of what a deluxe hotel would run at Disney. So you really are getting a lot more bang for your buck. And what's even better is that their value hotels, which they call Endless Summer, the, the, the dockside and surfside end, they're also the newest hotels that have been built. You can actually get stays, man, when you go for as low as $99 a night. And again, you're on property. So you get the early admission, the quick transportation to all three theme parks, walking distance to Volcano Bay Water Theme Park. You can't get a Disney hotel, even their value, for $99. They just announced that they've got all-star music and movies out there uh, for uh, um, uh, Visa card holders for $129 a night. And that's what they consider like the lowest of the low. So this is a this is a pretty big savings when you figure if you stay for four nights, that's $120 in savings compared to a Disney value hotel. That goes a long way. So Universal categorizes their hotels into four categories. There's value, which we just talked about, endless summer dockside in and surfside in. Prime value, which they call Adventura in Cabana Bay, preferred Lowe's Sapphire Falls, and then Premier, Lowe's Royal Pacific, Hard Rock Hotel, and Lowe's Portofino Bay. Let's take a pin on those in a minute because we got a there's something fun when you say the Premier. Number eight, Universal's Express Pass. So Universal's Express Pass runs how most major theme parks run their Fast Pass systems. So you'll pay a price up front, and then you can skip the lines for most of the attractions. There's no technology required. You don't have to be on your phone. You don't have to run for a Fast Pass. You got it as part of your admission. But here's the thing. It isn't cheap. Um, in fact, Universal Express Pass, or especially the unlimited version, so there's two different versions. The regular version, which allows you to skip the line once for each most of the attractions in the park, and then there's the unlimited version, which you can skip as many times as you want for most attractions. It can run you, no joke, as much or even more than the cost of a one-day ticket. And there are some times that Express Pass just isn't needed. But there are other times that, yes, it is absolutely needed. And if we go back to point number nine, there is one additional valuable perk to staying at a premier hotel. So again, Hard Rock Hotel, Lowe's Royal Pacific, or Lowe's Portofino uh, Bay, you will get complimentary universal unlimited express pass for everyone in your party for the duration of your stay both the check-in day and the checkout day. So if you say one night, you get two days worth of this. This means that you're able to skip the line of almost every attraction. So if you're gonna stay on property, you absolutely are gonna wanna stay at a premier hotel if getting through the attractions as quickly as possible is something that you care about. 
All right, number seven, Superstar and Take-Two Transportation. So Universal Orlando does offer some convenient transportation to and from uh, MCO or Orlando International Airport with their Superstar shuttle service. Now, this is an inexpensive option. It's not free, but it's inexpensive. They'll pick you up from your terminal. They'll drop you off at Universal, which, again, I think beats Uber or Lyft, in my opinion. Some people disagree. If you want to take that one day or a couple day excursion over to a Walt Disney World theme park, they also have something called Take Two Transportation, which allows you to do that um, round trip. They'll pick you up from your resort. They'll drop you off at the park of your choice. They'll pick you up from the park of your choice and bring you back. And in the event you want to do it in the reverse, which is you're staying on Disney property and you want to do a couple of days at Universal, they'll also pick you up from your Disney resort, take you to the park, and then take you back as well. And it's a relatively reasonable fee. I'd say you're looking at $40 to $50 a person round trip for each day that you do it. So yeah, I mean, it definitely adds up. Uber will be less expensive, but I will tell you, trying to grab an Uber at the end of the night when everybody else is trying to grab an Uber or get out of that park is gonna be absolutely chaotic and you might be waiting an hour or more. So this is a great option for reliability. All right, number six, Harry Potter. Yes, the thing that brought Universal Orlando back into the mainstream. Universal Orlando is home to two Harry Potter themed lands. With Epic Universe, we will then have three. Let's just kind of stay in the moment right now with what's out there. To be fully explore all of Harry Potter, you need a two park, park to park ticket as each of the themed lands resides in the two separate parks. First, we'll talk Hogsmeade, which is at Islands of Adventure. Here, you're able to ride with Harry Potter and his friends on Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. You can see the nighttime lights at Hogwarts Castle, enjoy the flight of the Hippogriff, ride along with Hagrid on his magical on his magical creature's motorbike adventure, face the Dementors, Death Eaters, and the Dark Lord Voldemort at the Dark Arts at Hogwarts Castle. You can enjoy dining at Hog's Head and Three Broomsticks. Enjoy entertainment with the Frog Choir and the Tri-Wizard Spirit Rally, or check out Ollivanders. And of course, shop at Dervish and Bangs, Filch's Emporium of Confiscated Goods, Honey Dukes, or at the Owl Post. And of course, my personal favorite, enjoy that butterbeer, frozen, warm, or iced. By the way, I know nothing about Harry Potter. If you can't tell, I am reading this from a screen right now. I know Harry Potter means a lot to a lot of people. To me, these are just words. I don't know what they mean. Sorry, Amy, Fairy Podmother. Okay, second, you have got Diagon Alley, which is exclusive in Orlando. You cannot get it anywhere else. Here you can ride Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. Dine at the Eternal Elixir, Eternal's Elixir of Refreshment, Florian Fortescu's, 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 Fortusk, uh, Ice Cream Parlor, the Leaky Cauldron, the Fountain of Fair Fortune, and the Hopping Pot. You can enjoy entertainment like Celestina, Celestina, Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees, the Tales of Beetle the Bard, check out Gringotts Money Exchange, the Knight's Bust, Ollivander's Wand Shop, and shop at Borgen and Burke's, Madam Malkin's Robes for All Occasions, Magical Menagerie, Quality Quidditch Supplies, Scribulous, Sugar Plums Sweet Shop, Wands by Grigorovich, Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, and Wiseacre's Wizarding Equipment. 
Peter Petter, yeah, I can't even do it. Peter Pecker picked a peck of pickled peppers is where I'm at right now with all this. Oh yeah, here's one more thing. You have to have that park to park ticket because if you don't, you cannot get on the Hogwarts Express to go in between those two parks. Yeah, you can go around technically, but who that is a walk, man. Um, so yeah, Harry Potter, that is, if Harry Potter is on your must-do list when visiting Orlando, this might be a better trip for you than going to Disney. All right, number five, dining at Universal Orlando. There are over 140 places to eat at Universal Orlando, both in the theme parks, at the hotels, and in CityWalk. Restaurants like Big Fire, Bob Marley, A Tribute to Freedom, Cowfish, NBC Sports Grill and Brew, Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast, Vivo Italian Kitchen, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, Hard Rock Cafe Orlando are all located in City, Rock, City Walk. You could also check out Lombard's Seafood Grill, Finnegan's Bar and Grill, Mythos Restaurant, or Confisco Grill, both are all in the theme parks. Or Mama Della's Restaurante, Trattoria del Porto, Bice Restaurante, The Kitchen, The Palm, Islands Dining Adventure, or Amatista Cookhouse, all located in the hotels. You got plenty of places to try. What I'll say is this. Dining at Universal is not nearly as good as dining at Disney. The food's not nearly as good, but... It's still reasonable. It's also not very difficult to get a reservation at Universal. It's not like you're like battling in a battle royale like you are at the Walt Disney at Walt Disney World. Uh, City Walk reservations open ninety days in advance, and hotel uh, um, uh, in theme park reservations open up thirty days in advance. All right, number four, Halloween Horror Nights. So look, Disney does the whole not so scary Halloween party. Universal is gone the complete opposite direction and they encourage their guests to summon their scream squad and visit what they call the world's premier Halloween event. Um, basically universal closes early and scare zones, haunted houses, live entertainment, other rides and attractions pop up and you pay for this separately ticketed event you got themed food, drinks, merchandise. If you are a fan of scare and horror, you're going to love this. They usually run late August through the end of October. Um, the thing about this is if you're not planning on going to a Halloween horror night, you have to plan your trip accordingly because, again, the park closes early to accommodate for the guests coming through Halloween Horror Night. So you're only going to get really what is basically a, a half a day when you visit the normal uh, Universal Studios. Um, you have to pay separately for the tickets. The other thing to know about this is there are also express passes for the different haunted houses and stuff inside Halloween Horror Nights. They definitely cost more than the price of the ticket, and they are not included as part of your admission to a premier hotel. So if you want to do them, you will have to pay. Um, just know that your wait times are going to be long if you don't have that. I mean, sometimes it can be an hour or two to get into the haunted house. Number three, some of your favorite characters. So Universal offers interaction with some of your favorite intellectual properties between the two existing theme parks. Um, we already mentioned Harry Potter, but what if you're a fan of Jurassic Park or Jurassic World? This is a place you can go and experience that. Maybe you want to experience King Kong or take a picture with Minions or, the, or, or Gru. 
Uh, maybe you want to walk through Springfield or take out some aliens in Men in Black or maybe even go on an adventure to find the mummy from the mummy. Uh, you can even do a whimsical adventure with Dr. Seuss and friends or get absolutely soaked with classic cartoon characters like Betty Boop and Popeye. Of course, when Epic Universe opens, you're going to be able to do the Dark Universe, which we talked about, Universal's Monsters, Mario and Donkey Kong, and of course, the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. All right, number two, Marvel. Did you say Marvel? Casey, how is that possible? Yes, yes, I did. In fact, this is the only place you'll get to experience Avenger and X-Men attractions in a theme park on the East Coast at Universal Islands of Adventure. Now, you're probably asking yourself, how is this possible? Isn't Marvel a Disney property? Yes, it is. But this arrangement dates to before Disney even owned Marvel Studios and what is the dark times before the... Wait, that's a different franchise. But you know what I'm trying to say. Here's the deal. When Marvel was struggling back in the 90s, Universal approached them to use their properties at this new theme park, Islands of Adventure. In need of cash, Marvel Comics said, said sure, use these characters. The rights to the Avengers, Spider-Man, X-Men, the most popular superheroes at the time. You can use them for your theme park, any theme park east of the Mississippi, and you can do it in perpetuity. And those are the words that have haunted Marvel, Marvel ever since. In perpetuity, which means forever until Universal releases them. Thus, Marvel Superhero Island was born. And it's also why you're not going to see the Marvel Cinematic Universe versions of Spider-Man or Iron Man or the Hulk or any other Avenger pop up at Walt Disney World. You're going to see the comic book versions only at Islands of Adventure. You know, Matt and I've talked about this on the show a couple of times. I would imagine at some point that Disney would like to claim this property back for its own parks. And honestly, I'm fairly certain Universal would love to have to get or would love to be able to get out of having to pay its chief competitor um, for the royalty every time it sells a Spidey action figure, too. So, yeah, I, I would imagine that at some point this arrangement is going to to end. So here's the thing. Number one. Universal's not that little brother down the street anymore. Don't underestimate them. They're a force to be reckoned with. And they're a great, less expensive alternative than Disney for families looking for something that doesn't include a mouse in their vacation. Yeah, they offer kid-friendly, but they also offer chills. They also offer thrills and a whole lot of fun. And Disney, I'm telling you, man, when 2025 comes around... You have a problem. You have a major problem. There are many hundreds of thousands, millions of us who have stuck with you, who, who love what you do, who love the imagineering, the imagination, everything that you have brought to the table. But what have you done lately? I posted a, an image up on, on Facebook in the group last week. That was based, it's that image of that guy who's walking with the girl and looking at the other girl and she's got the look on her face like, what are you doing? And the other girl has the Epic Universe logo and then the girl he's with is another Disney popcorn bucket. But it's true. <laughs> what do you have in the pipeline? What do you have that is going to show us that you are the force to be reckoned with, that you are the big mouse on campus? 
we're all holding out hope, but as your rides continue to age, as your experiences continue to grow out of the, really what they were versus what they are now is night and day. The things that you choose to keep and the things that you choose to bring in and the amount of time it takes you to build this stuff, Disney, people are losing faith. I know many a people who have just completely canceled their annual pass and gone to a universal annual pass because, well, yeah, it's cheaper and it seems like you get more for it. Now, I know not everybody agrees with me. I, I get that. And, I, and I'll be the first to say it has been a decade since I have set foot inside of Universal Orlando and went to Hollywood last year, which was great. That said, they're doing things that are rivaling you and things that we as Disney fans choose to care about or think that we should choose to care about. The general lay fan that also helps pay these bills, they don't. And so a decision has to be made at some point, Disney, what are you going to do? How are you going to put your, how are you going to assert your dominance here? I worked for a company for many, many years called Art Van Furniture. And in 2019, let me re re rewind. We were the number one furniture retailer in the Midwest for years. We were absolutely the number one furniture retailer in Michigan for years. In 2019, one of the store managers gave a speech at the store manager conference that said, when did we stop being the big dog on the porch? We started letting all these other people dominate the conversation, all these other companies. Disney, you're the big dog on the porch, but you're not doing a lot right now. We need you to become the big dog on the porch again, because we believe in you. We want to see you succeed, but you've got to remember the people that have gotten you where you're at. And you got to be able to give them something more. All right. What do you all think? Did I convince you? Is Universal on the horizon for you? If it is, I would love to help you plan that trip. CaseyWooley.com. Magical Memories by Casey on Facebook. It costs you nothing extra to use my services. You clearly can tell I know what I'm talking about. So why not let me help you plan that next trip? Uh, as always, our show is sponsored. No, okay. I don't know if you want to call it sponsored. Hey, Matt's got a separate enterprise called fakesportsteams.com. You can head over there and get some really cool swag for fake sports teams, but also beers and airs merch as well. Um, again, check out caseywoolly.com. Check out sorcerernetwork.com. All these different magical ventures under one roof. Find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. You can also find us at Beers Ears 1928 on Instagram. Matt, should be back next week, but we'll see how that goes. Like I said, you're probably going to get a couple of these where we are by ourselves over the course of the next couple of weeks as we've all got fun stuff to do and we're not always able to get together. So um, anyway, we love having you. Thank you for being part of our community and we will see you again real soon. Let's raise our glasses. Have a great day, everybody. This one's on us.